0: So I'm a contact user, and without them, I am, like, just a couple centimeters away from being legally blind. In fact, if I don't have contacts in when I drive, I would be arrested, okay? So, so oftentimes at night when I go to sleep, um, I have an area in my room where I set my glasses, and I anticipate that those glasses will be there. But every now and then, my little boy, Azariah, he finds my glasses and he moves them places that I don't know. And he doesn't speak a lot yet. So all I know is that he took them. He can't tell me where they are. And so usually I don't find this out, though, until everybody is sound asleep and I wake up the next day. And I'm the first to rise in my family, usually when it's dark. And so I'm like, all right, I f- I'll, I go, I reach over to my nightstand and I do this number and I'm like, oh no, they're not there. And it, you know, it's still dark outside. There's no light in my room. So I'm like, okay, we're going to make a journey through the bedroom. But I also have little girls that love Barbies and they have, their favorite Barbie happens to be Tinkerbell who has a really sharp wing. Okay. And so generally when my glasses are missing, there also happens to be Tinkerbell that's on the floor. And as I stumble through the darkness, trying not to wake anybody up, usually this ensues. I step on Tinkerbell's wing without, you know, I do one of those inward screams where you don't make noise, but you're like, you know, like that sort of thing. You guys all know, like, you know, and then I fall to the ground. Yep. And my family, they're pretty, they're pretty heavy sleepers. They never know about it. And, and then I stumble through the darkness until I can find the bathroom light. And then I can turn it on and put in my context, and then I can see. I can finally see. Here's the thing that I've learned from this. It is possible to be able to, quote, see, but then not really see. It's possible to see and yet not see. And for me, that's stumbling through the darkness. But for many people who can see, they are not seeing true reality. True reality. Um, and the miracle that we're going to look at today has to do with this. But to kind of set the stage for it briefly, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite stories in a very concise... Like, I want you to go read this. You can go read this in the book of Second Kings. But one of my favorite kings, or one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the prophet Elisha. He happens to be a prophet of God that's very in tune, very in touch with who God is. And there was a king, an enemy king of Aram, who wanted to attack Israel, every single time he would attack Israel, it was as though the battle plans that he and his team came up with, Israel already knew them. And it was because God was talking to Elisha. So King Aram grew very, very frustrated, very, very angry. So decided one night to attack Israel in the middle of the night. So no one saw it coming. And While that was happening, it was dark, and then the sun rose, and one of Elisha's servants went outside of Israel, went out, like, opened the doors, beautiful day, hears the birds chirping, looks out and sees, oh, goodness, there is a gigantic army, the Aram army, and they are here to destroy us. And so in a panic, he goes and gets Elisha, 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 you won't believe it, we're being sieged. And Elisha comes out just like unfazed. I don't know about you, but if someone's surrounding my house and they want to hurt me, I'm scared. But Elisha was not scared. And this is what Elisha did. He went outside and he prayed to God and he asked God to open up the eyes of his servant. And so God opened the eyes of his servant so that his servant could see true reality. And this is what he saw an army of chariots that were on fire, an army of basically angels that was sent by God to protect the Israelites. And what ended up happening in this particular story is that the Israelites actually captured the Arams. And they, and think about that. They were, it was the other city that came and surprised attacked, and then the Arams were captured because God used his angel army to blind the enemies of Israel. I share this with you because God is in the business of making us see things that are true reality that we are oftentimes blind to see. And so when we come across these miracles, we come to two different miracles in the Bible where God opens up the eyes of the blind. But here is the important thing for us to understand. When God opens up someone's eyes, especially Jesus, when he would open up someone's eyes, he was not just giving them physical sight, but he was inviting them to see spiritually and to see true reality. And that reality is that they were in need of a Savior, and they were in need of Jesus to come into their life and to change their life. So I'm going to read these two accounts. They're a little bit different, so you guys can follow along with me. It'll be on our screens here. But Mark 8, 22 through 26 says this. They, that is Jesus and his disciples, came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand, brought him out of the village. That is Jesus. He's dragging this man out of the village. And then he spits into his eyes. Kind of strange. I've never seen that done. Um, but But it is in fact what Jesus did. He spit into this man's eyes laid his hands on him, and then he asked him, "Do you see anything?" And here is what the man said. "I see people, they look like trees walking. It's kind of like, was that the right? Do you need a little more spit? No. Um, there's a re- We'll get to the reason why that happened. but then Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes again, and the man looked intently and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him home saying, do not even go into the village. Now that's the first account. It's real interesting. Jesus, he, he purposely half heals this guy's sight because I think Jesus wants this man to know that seeing comes as a miracle of God. You can't see without God's intervention. We can't see reality unless God opens up our eyes And I'm not talking about our physical eyes. I'm talking about our spiritual eyes, our ability to see true reality. There's another account, Mark 10, 46 through 52. It says this, the disciples again came to Jericho. As he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a large crowd and this man Bartimaeus, the son of, I don't know how to say that guy's name, Timaeus, we'll just call him that, all right? A blind beggar was sitting by the road, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many in the crowd that was surrounding Jesus warned him and said, Be quiet. But the man cried out all the more. I want to pause here for a second. Jesus is surrounded by a lot of people. He's a very important person. This blind beggar who had been blind for years and years and years, an outcast by society, someone that people probably walked by every single day, paid no attention to him, hears, not sees, right, hears that Jesus is there. And Jesus already has a reputation of being someone who can help, being someone who can heal, being someone who can bring sight to the blind. And Jesus cries out, or this man cries out to Jesus, and the people tell him, hey, cut it out, be quiet, hush. But I love this. Jesus silences the crowd, and he says to the crowd, hush, tell the man to come here, right? It goes on to read... um, He's crying out, have mercy on me. So the blind man came to him and said, have courage. Get up. He is calling for you. So Jesus said, call him. Call him to me. This man threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. By the way, that would have taken a bit of courage. He still can't see yet. So the fact that he threw his coat off, jumped up, right, not stood up, jumped up, excited, and he plunged his way towards Jesus with no sight, okay, a obvious opportunity to look and feel silly because if he doesn't find Jesus, he's going to feel like it was a joke. And probably people teased him. And yet he made his way to Jesus. And this is what Jesus said to him. What do you want me to do for you? This man said, teacher or rabbi, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go. Your faith has saved you. And this man began to see and then immediately, he began to follow Jesus on the road. Here's what we learn from these. Again, like I told you, this are, these are stories of physical being brought from blindness to being able to see. But what it teaches us is that true sight comes from Jesus. True sight comes from Jesus. So I, wanna, I want you to ask yourselves these a couple questions. And I don't want you to actually answer out loud. I want you to think about it. As we go and make our way into our small groups. And it's this. Has God opened up your eyes to see the reality that you need him? I want you to answer. I just want you to think about that. Because if not, you are still blind. You can't see. God wants to open up your eyes for you to see that you need him. You need him. You may have come in here tonight not knowing that, but my prayer has been that God would reveal that to you tonight, that if you don't realize until tonight that you need Jesus in your life, now you would. That's my prayer. So ask yourself, has God opened up your eyes to see the reality that you need him? Have you trusted in him for salvation? If yes, go ahead, yes. If you've done it, just clap your hands, because we're going to praise Jesus for salvation. We're going to praise him for what he has done. But here's, here's where I'm going with that. If that is true, then you need to realize that didn't happen on your part. That was God bringing you to sight. You were blind, but now you see. You should thank God for that. But on... To kind of continue, if he's opened your eyes spiritually so you could see salvation, then this is another question I'd like for you to ask yourself. In what ways would you like God to open up your eyes to see more of him? In what ways would you, if you had the opportunity like Bartimaeus, to ask, like if Jesus asked you a question, what do you want to see? What would you say? Just a couple things to think about. Maybe you're struggling to see his relevance in your life. Maybe ask God, say, God, can you show me why you're relevant for my life? Can you show me why you're important? Sometimes we don't know that, but God will show us. In what ways are you failing to see the importance of your faith in your life? Ask God to show you why your faith is important. Ask him to open up your eyes so that you can truly see. Maybe you are blind to sin in your life. The Bible talks about a kind of sin that we don't even know we're committing. Oftentimes we don't know we're doing something wrong. But then there's other kinds of sin that we are doing it so long we forget that it's wrong. Maybe ask God to open up your eyes so that you can see the sin in your life. And so that way, he can forgive you, and you can turn away from that sin and start following him. And think of that story of Bartimaeus. He was blind. God gave him sight, and then he started following Jesus. Ask God to give you sight so that you can follow Jesus more closely.